The Athletic. Well, this is a special Red Agenda with myself, Steve Hothersall, and James Pierce from The Athletic. And after four years, 68 Premier League games, 55 wins, 13 draws, Fortress Anfield is no more. It's been breached by Burnley. Is it a crisis? Goodness me. Let's have a chat with uh, James and get his view on things. It's a pretty spectacular fall from grace, James. Yeah, it, it certainly is, and um, you know, you were used the the c word there, and I I think it does represent a crisis, and the first crisis that that Jurgen Klopp has really experienced in his five and a half years at Liverpool, because you know we have been treated to a you know a remarkable tale of sustained progress, really, from you know the team he inherited from Brendan Rodgers taking them to to two cup finals, then getting Liverpool back into the Champions League in his first full season, you know, those back to back. Champions League final appearances, you know, winning that trophy, kicking on again. Um, you know, it's it, it has been, you know, they've remarkable in terms of setting standards. We'd we'd never seen from a Liverpool team before to to get ninety seven points and then ninety nine. Um and that makes the drop off this season all the more alarming. I mean, this is the problem, isn't it? Let's let's get this straight. When you produce such high standards, it becomes an expectation, doesn't it? And, we, you know, we all still see the players in the side, the Salas, the Marnes, and it's almost as if you can't get your head round why they can't achieve what they were previously. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't think anyone watching Liverpool at the moment would question the attitude or the application of these players. It's not it, it, It's not that. It's... Um, they, I don't know, they just look... You know, I, you know, I think it's more mental than, than physical as well. I think... I don't, you know whether it's just the, the, the tempo and the intensity that they've had they've played at for the last few years whether you know that has taken its toll you know, it's, I mean what you know watching that game against Burnley in the second half you know became really really painful in terms of you know you just felt we could have been there right the way through the night and Liverpool never would have scored because they kept on getting themselves into good areas and and the decision making was absolutely awful and you know that that isn't down to the caliber of the talent that's down to heads being frazzled and them just not you know feeling that pressure and and panicking you know i think there was a stat that liverpool slung 30 crosses into the box and and two of them connected with a liverpool player it was it was hit and hope and you know t- taking too many touches slowing things down players not backing themselves to shoot in decent positions other players snatching at chances and and missing them um you know confidence at the moment has, has, has completely evaporated. You know, I was concerned as soon as I saw the team selection. I don't know about yourself, but I, there is such a significant drop-off when you're putting Mo Salah, Roberto Firmino on the bench and, you, and you're starting Divock Origi and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I, I thought that was a massive call, not least, of course, missing Jordan Henderson in the side. It was just, it's so obvious how important he is. But I think if we, if we start with those two in an attacking sense... That feels like a huge gamble from Jurgen Klopp now. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a gamble. What I would say is that, you know, I actually thought Liverpool got worse the longer the game went on. I didn't I didn't think the, the, the introduction of Salah and Firmino actually improved things. And, you know, both of those players, you know, not just singling them out because it has been a, a collective malaise that set in. But, you know, Salah and Firmino's form in recent weeks has been really poor. So, you know, I, I don't think either of those could actually have any real complaints about being left out. I can, you know, it, is, it was a gamble, but I could see the logic from Klopp's point of view because I just think for a start, you know, Burnley would have expected to have faced Salah and Firmino. So I think he thought 
you know, you just spring a bit of a surprise there. You know, may, maybe that catches them napping a bit in terms of the things they've been working on. Also, Origi and Oxlade-Chamberlain, you know, he, he he likes to keep his fringe players hungry, give them opportunities, fresh legs. Um, but, you know, as you said, the reality is that, unfortunately, you know, the, the times when when we really banked on Divock Origi, making a real difference to this Liverpool team feel like a pretty distant memory now because his his levels have dropped so much. You know, I, I, and I honestly don't know what, you know, the Oxlade-Chamberlain is, uh, you know, obviously he's had his injury problems as, as well this season, but, you know, he, he was an absolute passenger for, you know, and so wasteful when he was in possession last night. So, you know, the changes to the starting lineup didn't work, as you said, they really missed Henderson. I think there was a lot of field leadership, I thought, you know, it, you know yourself, Steve, from being at the games behind closed doors. You know you can always hear Henderson bellowing orders and encouraging and driving them on. And there was none of that. It was so quiet out there um, against Burnley. Um, Henderson's absence was really keenly felt. But I think it actually leads on to the fact that there's a real test of character ahead in the dressing room, isn't there? But previously, they always handled expectations well and Jordan's always been at the heart of that and of course he still will be and he'll have the likes of James Milner around him but given what they have achieved in the past few years now they're facing arguably their toughest ever time under Jurgen Klopp character has to come to the fore yeah exactly and you know this is the time when you know those big personalities in the the dressing room Klopp needs them more than ever because they they have to find it within themselves to to a response because you know, there's, there's so little time to to try and change things. It's you know, it's you, you look at the fixture list, and you know the other thing when you're on such a bad run as Liverpool are at the moment. What is it? Three points out of fifteen, not scored in four for the first time since two thousand. You know, every game coming up looks absolutely laced with danger. Um, you know, trip to Old Trafford in the FA Cup on on the weekend, Tottenham away, West Ham away in the Premier League. You know. And you look at February, you know, Brighton at home. Okay, you know, you'd say that should be that that should be three points. But you know, Liverpool can't take anything for granted in their current form. Then it's Man City, it's Leicester, it's Leipzig in the Champions League, and Everton. You know, this coming month is absolutely huge, and this season can still be salvaged. There's no doubt about that. I don't I don't go along with this idea that. You know, oh, you know, the Liverpool's title hopes were ended against Burnley. They weren't ended. You know, it's they're six points off the top. We're at the halfway point of the season. You know, it, it just feels that way because you know we've they've had so many body blows back back to back. Um, but you know, if they are going to get themselves back on track, and if you know, and, and also you know, any more setbacks, and, and Liverpool will actually be playing catch up for the top four, and then if you miss out on that. You know that the consequences of that are absolutely catastrophic in terms of, you know, we we've talked a lot about Liverpool's financial situation. Well, if you know if you don't qualify for the Champions League, you know that's a huge impact on summer recruitment plans. So the next few weeks are absolutely huge. You know, not only for Klopp but for this group of players because you know they are they're legends. These players for what they've achieved and they've got so much credit in the bank from what they've what they've done in the last few years. Yet. You know, they, I'm sure they won't want their legacy to be tarnished by, by you know, by a season of of, of massive underachievement. Well, Simon mentioned um, this on the the Red Agenda a couple of weeks ago. This idea of uh, focusing on chasing for the top four. He, he wasn't far off. Now we're at this stage. I I wonder how much individually the the players think of it that way. Because three weeks ago, or after the Crystal Palace game, without a shadow of a doubt. 
they were still thinking we can get back-to-back championships here. I, I wonder whether they actually believe it's about top four or whether it's about a realistic chase for the title. I mean, I I don't think you any of those players will have given up on the title. I just don't, you know, because it, I mean, there's, there's still, you know, we're at the halfway point. There's so many points left to, to play for. I think the, the thing is, as, as Klopp, you know, I thought he spoke very well after the game against Burnley. He said you know, it would be ridiculous of him to even talk about the title race at the moment with the form that Liverpool are in because they have dropped off. But um, yeah, it's hard to believe it was only a month ago that they went they went five points clear with that with that hammering of of Palace. So um, no, I, I don't I don't think you'll find any Liverpool player throwing in the towel and thinking it's just about top four. Um, I just don't think that can be the mindset because. You know, if you if you suddenly start thinking in that in those terms, then I think they'll they'll quickly find themselves outside of the top four and 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 play and catch up because it is so so tight with the top six six and seven so so closely bunched together. I think one thing we did see against Burnley, which which I found really interesting, was was a fair shift in in tactics. You alluded to it before, but there there appeared to be an almost shoot-on-site policy, whether it be Divock Origi, uh, Jordan Shakiri taking shots from outside the box, something we're not that familiar with with Liverpool, and also an emphasis on trying to cross the ball in from wide areas, James. Yeah, and you know, I, I think Klopp did touch upon it a couple of weeks back, this idea of you know, needing to get more shots off. And I can... You know, and and I think I think he's right because you know anyone that's watched Liverpool this season, I'm sure, will have been repeatedly frustrated at how often they overplay and 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 don't back themselves to take it on. But again, again, it just comes back to decision making, doesn't it? You know, it's the, the you know there there were times last night when 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 they still should have got shots off and they didn't because players didn't didn't back themselves in particular situations. And yeah, as for the crossing, I mean, it was. Uh, you know I, that just to me just spoke volumes of the panic that had set in because you know there was no there was no nous was there there was no common sense in terms of slinging aimless crosses into the box you know is is you know that's you know that that's an absolute joy for burnley you know what where they were really you know burnley would have been so fearful about liverpool you know incisive quick passing intelligent movement getting in behind them really stretching them you know, and you know the the way that Liverpool are, are set up. You know, they quite often those crosses were coming into the box, and there was there was virtually no targets to aim for anyway. And you know, I felt really sorry actually for Trent Alexander Arnold because you know he's having such a tough time at the minute. You know, he was I, I watched him after the final whistle, and he you know he was the first player off the pitch, straight down the tunnel, head in his hands. You, you can see he's hurting. You know, as a local boy, um, you know he'll be feeling this as as much as any supporter. You know this 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 torrid run that Liverpool are on, and um, you know, and I know Klopp clearly has decided he he wants Trent to try and play through it and try and play his way back into form. But um, you know, I think I think now you have to question whether that is the right approach and whether whether a breather might be more beneficial. That's another tough challenge for for Jurgen to get his head around. I mean, look, we should give lots of credit to Burnley. I think particularly their axis of Ben Mee, Tarkovsky, Pope. Absolutely excellent. Of course, a huge problem for Liverpool. I left quite quickly after the final whistle left Anfield, so I, di- I didn't see Jurgen Klopp. I know you were, were focusing on his words and his and his mannerism, and you know, just looking at the man who, who's been so successful with the club for so long. Do you see anything different in his approach now, James? I think you can see he's hurting. I think you can, you know, there. 
even even when there have been setbacks on the clock, quite often in his post-match interviews, you've seen, you know, a, a smile and you know even even a bit of gallows humour when when things have been difficult. But there was there was none of that last night. I think it was telling the fact that you know I I I think you know I lost count a number of times across the sky and the written press conference he gave. Um, you know how many times he said that he was to blame, and you know it, I was wrong. It was me. I take responsibility, and you know I think you know that is his managerial style, isn't it? You know he hasn't had to do that too often during his time at Liverpool because you know the progress has been so so remarkable. But he's never been that kind of manager to throw players under a bus when when times are tough. You know he 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 knows that those players are feeling the pressure. Um, at the moment, and he's doing his best to try and lift that from them by by making himself the, the spotlight for for all the criticism that's bound to follow such a such a horrendous defeat. So um, you know that was one thing that stood out for me. I think the, the the other things that were telling was that you know he talked about decision making and and confidence because you know I think any any fan who watched that game will know that they are you know and they're, they're you know they are. Two massive things that which are which are absolutely destroying Liverpool's season at the moment, and and of course they're linked because I just think you know when when you, when you're not thinking straight, when you don't have belief in what you're doing, then then you make bad decisions. And um, you know again, Klopp said that's down to him. It's down to not being able not being able to get his orders across. He doesn't feel as if at the moment you know the the players are are quite putting into practice the the game plan. So. Um, so yeah, you could. It was, you know, it, it was it was a pretty tough watch at times listening to Klopp after the game because, um, yeah, you can tell, you can tell that this is a, you know, I don't, well, I'd say probably the the greatest challenge he's he's faced because um, when you consider where Liverpool were at and where they are now, I think you know what did they have fifty five points? I think it was at the halfway stage last season, you know, twenty one points worse off, you know that. That's incredible, really. Um, you know, and there have been mitigating circumstances with, you know, with with the the issues of COVID and, of course, the the injuries they've been hampered with. But you know, when you look at that team sheet and the amount of talent out there, it, it's still not right that this Liverpool team are, are producing such substandard performances and results at the moment. And yet, this team have only beaten one of the bottom six. Sides in the Premier League, James. Yeah, and and, and again, so you know those games, uh, you know, are, are all very similar challenges, aren't they? In terms of playing against teams who are set up to frustrate Liverpool, we know Liverpool like it when teams go toe to toe with them. Um, but you know, and 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 the problem is that the blueprint is there now because Liverpool so often this season have struggled against that kind of setup. I mean, they they would have. There was nothing about Burnley that would have surprised Klopp or his players, was it? You know, it was it was typical no. Burnley. You know, it was yeah, and you're right, you do have to give them credit. You know, personally I wouldn't fancy watching Burnley every week because it's not it's not it's not particularly <laughs> pleasing on the eye, yet they're very, very good at what they do. And, you know, they, they they try and make it difficult. They are physical, they are combative. Um you know, and 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 I think where Liverpool are at, you know, as well was underlined by the sight of Klopp losing his rag with Daesh when they went head to head and you know at the mouth of the tunnel just on half time because um you know clearly I think Daesh was doing his best to try and get Fabino sent off for that flicking that leg out at Barnes and and it all kicked off but you know that that's just pure frustration I think on Klopp's part because um 
you know, as a manager, when you know exactly what an how an opponent is going to set up, you you know you've clearly got plans in place to get around that, and then those plans you know, are spectacularly not put into action by players who, you know, at the moment just don't think, seem to be able to to think straight and function properly. You know that that must be very very difficult for Klopp to take, especially after you know there is mentality monsters, aren't they? You know this is a a group of players who always found a way to win. You know, how many times did we say that last season? You know, Liverpool weren't great, but you know what? You know, they controlled it. You know, they they ground it out. They always find a way. You know, people used to laugh about, you know, VAR decisions going their way or, you know, just a little bit of luck here and there. And all of, all of that is gone now, hasn't it? You know, it's, you know, once Burnley scored that penalty last night, it's, it's I don't think anyone believed they would come back on that pitch. And I thought the body language was terrible. And even even that is so out of keeping with this crop of players and and this reign of Klopp's at Liverpool. You know, since when did Liverpool just, you know, meekly accept their fate? They're not that isn't Klopp's Liverpool and you know that identity has been lost at the moment. And um if they don't get it back pretty soon, you know, that they're not going to be able to salvage anything from this season. Yeah, that special thing that's that's always gone around and that sparkle doesn't exist. We'll just finish on a on a bit of a positive. It's a, it's a big couple of months ahead. It needs everyone to come together. I thought it was interesting that, that James Milner posted um, a tweet that, I, I don't know, it was quite heartfelt, I think. He put, you'll never walk alone is more important um, right now more than ever before. No good comes from feeling sorry for ourselves. Excuses won't help. It's on us, all of us, to fight our way back. We're at our strongest when we're as one force players and supporters um, together. I thought, thought that was a brilliant touch from him. Look, but it, that's the mentality now that's needed in that dressing room around the club from players right through to fans. Yeah, exactly. And someone like James Milner is going to be absolutely integral to, to triggering the, the right response with his wealth of experience. You know, And, and despite the fact that, you know, he, he might not be, be playing a huge amount of minutes at the moment. You know, I know he is still a, you know, a, such a, a huge personality in the dressing room and someone that everyone else looks up to. So, um, yeah, that's important. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to be gained at the moment from, from, you know, going to town in terms of fans picking apart this team on the, or this, criticizing the manager's decisions. I mean, of course you scrutinize them, but the reality is the, the best way out of it is, you know, as, as Milner said, it is, is unity and to try and come together. And I think, you know, that's another thing that makes it more difficult at the moment. The fact that Liverpool is, you know, still having to play in empty stadiums, you know, again, you know, just as we talked about after the Man United stalemate last night was another example of, you know, how much would those players have benefited mentally from a full house inside Anfield, roaring them on, encouraging them, you know, saying we're still there, we're still behind you. When at the moment, you know, the only feedback really those players get from supporters is is social media, which we all know is not not always the best barometer of what supporters always think because it triggers such extreme opinions and and emotions. So um so yeah, you know, it's I'm sure that'll be the message from Klopp as well ahead of the weekend. I mean it's gonna be gonna be fascinating to see how he treats that that FA Cup tie against Manchester United, because on the one hand you know, the FA Cup is a distant third in Liverpool's list of priorities. You know, um, you know the, the the Premier League and the Champions League, of course, take you know a, a much more important to Klopp and to Liverpool. Yet, can they really afford another another setback, another torrent of negativity that would then last all week going into a huge game at Tottenham next Thursday? So, um, 
he's got some big decisions to make Klopp. But, um, you know, I think at times like this, you do need to take a step back and just remember what this manager and what this group of players have, have given supporters in the last few years. You know, there's a, a huge amount of credit in the bank and rightly so. And, um, you know, yeah, hopefully he can he can find the, the answers to the, the stack of problems that are, that are currently in front of him. Oh, better things surely lie ahead. James Pearce, thank you very much uh, indeed. And of course, a full red agenda contingent will be back after the Manchester United game, hopefully with a bit more positivity. The Athletic.